Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. Who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How's it going today, Steph? Great. I'm much better than I was last week. Yay. Yay. As am I. My allergies have cleared up. Oh, good. Yeah. We're both feeling chipper. Exactly. Speaking Excellent. of Speaking of healing, uh, your new book is up for pre-order. Oh. Healing from Toxic Relationships. So people can go. La, 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 And we're back. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, and uh, over at stephaniesarkis.com. Go check out her new book, Healing from Toxic Relationships, which you can pre-order now. Might as well. I'm going to have to heal from the toxic relationship that is season seven. Season seven? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go into season seven kicking and screaming. Yeah. It already was just a mess. Yeah, you know, it doesn't help that I've been mentioning to you just that season seven's not my favorite. I think the fans have all said the same thing. Season seven's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. And this is it. This is your first season seven episode. Uh, And uh, what you you think? (laughs) I I agree with Lauren Graham because when they said to her, um, you know, about an event of season seven, she doesn't remember she didn't remember she goes i don't remember like season seven at all she goes because it seems so out of character for my character mm-hmm. and i kind of agree with that that you know the end where she told luke that she slept with christopher why there was no need to do that except to hurt him more yeah you, know, you could just say we're done like i just i'm done with the season already hmm? i get her being honest with him but like the way she said that was hurtful I, it, yeah, when you're doing something because you are resentful towards somebody, you want to punish them, there's a lot of punishment to it, because why would he need to know? Why couldn't you just say, no, we're done? Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, this was written by David S. Rosenthal, who was the showrunner after Amy Sherman Palladino left. He did write seasons uh, six, episode three, and episode 20, so he has, he did a little bit of work on the show before he took over, but arguably not enough to really make an impact apparently because yeah, it's, it's quite a mess. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, this was directed by, um, Lee Shalit Chamel, who, uh, did, uh, quite a few episodes of the show previously uh, nothing as major as this, though. Like this is the first episode back. This would have been something Amy Sherman Palladino would have would have written herself, so <laughs> or directed herself too, because she was doing some directing later on too. I think in the revival she directs. She directs uh, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think her and Daniel like they each take two episodes and write and direct, which I think should tell you which which the what to expect. And which ones are which? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I won't look up at a time. I'll try and guess when we get to that point. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, this picks up basically literally right where we left off with uh, Lorelai waking up with Christopher. Uh, you could tell she's like confused and a little mortified because yeah, she gets on her clothes and she leaves. Like Christopher's like staying. She's like, nope. So I, I think she's when he opened the door. Oh, go ahead. I think she's had some instant regret about doing that. I couldn't figure out what was going on because he opened the door and he talked to the nanny about Gigi. Yeah. And I was, I mean, what did you think the first time you watched it? What did you think was going on? Uh, I, like they just like smash cut to this. Hmm? Yeah. Like I was like, okay, well obviously we know that they like slept together. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess, um, I guess they were I, like the way I took it was that, yeah, like they had just woken up and, in comes Gigi and the babysitter, and they're like, "Uh oh." But also, I'm like, "Wouldn't the babysitter know better?" Like, you know, you would think you would like knock first or do something. But I mean, I guess it was Gigi that went in, but still. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So Luke. Um. Yeah. Uh, Lorelai basically is getting rid of everything that reminds her of Luke, which also felt like a big exaggeration, but again, that's... Because their house was empty after that. Yeah, like, she emptied out a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Almost to the point where you're like, okay, that was excessive. Like, I understand Mm -hmm. getting rid of some things, but, like, that was, like, borderline, like, just psychopath. <laughs> what is going on? What is she doing? But right. I think this is the bad writing of this episode. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, Rory gets a toy rocket from Logan. And she's trying to figure out what it means. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I thought that the friends exchanged out the gift or something. Mm. That's what I thought happened. I, I was thinking like it was a remote controlled or something, but no, it was just some kind of Which model. Which wouldn't also make sense, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then she wanted to go there for the summer to London, but then I guess he had to take it for her to visit at Christmas. So I guess. Right, I, and she got kind of upset about that. Yeah, because I think it was like a little bit longer. So I think this takes right. place in the fall. I want to say, so. But he's on. But he's he bought her a ticket and everything, right? And this is back with paper tickets, so he's gonna FedEx it to her. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. It was back before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but she's kind of put off by that. Yeah. It was over the summer because because um because uh, Lorelai said something about well, like why don't you just take the summer and go there. Right. Okay. And the last episode, Paris already planted all these ideas in her head about how this isn't going to work. Yeah, I think, too, part of this episode, too, is just, like, I'm so used to the show picking up with things in the fall. Like, I think most of the beginnings of the season are in fall. So, Um, yeah. And then... also threw us off about this episode. Sorry? That the time maybe this threw that maybe this part of it threw it off too is that it usually ends it usually starts in the fall. Right? The new seasons. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um 
Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Kirk and Taylor have this idea for a traffic camera, which seems excessive. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen uh, people people walking or, or like speeding around as Stars Hollow, but there they are. Um, and his then, whole thing is he has to do something big, right? Why are people lining up to watch a speeding camera? Yeah, that seemed oddly, 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 like a I don't know. I want I don't want to say a waste of time, but almost. Um, but yeah, the flashes from the camera blind Kirk as he's driving Taylor's car and he crashes into Luke's. Like car. I just knew that the car was gonna crash. I just knew it. Yeah, I think we we all kind of saw it coming so right um the true kirk style he gets out he's like i'm fine i'm fine and nobody really seems yeah. like they're really weird yeah um and then yeah christopher later calls lorelei about what happened but lorelei's trying to downplay what happened which i'm like i don't know it feels like lorelei's just being awful to everybody in this episode like she's being awful to christopher which eh, maybe justified but like she's being mean to Luke. Like, I don't know. I think this was like one of the first episodes where I'm like, like, I know there's some episodes where I'm like, uh, wasn't the greatest for Lorelai. But like, this is where I'm like, I'm starting to really like dislike Lorelai in this. Like, just yeah. actively uh, like, this not is... like her. Right. And this is kind of where Lauren Grant was like, I don't remember any of season seven. Yeah. Um,. And then uh, at the end of the episode, Lorelai reveals to Luke that she slept with Chris for, and uh, he just drives off. And uh, yeah, we find out later what, what, what he went to go do, but um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. I didn't know that he went off to do something. Oh, you, you'll see, you'll see in the next episode. I, oh, I was, off doing something when it started the next episode i remember that there was a pretty good pretty good moment that happens at the beginning of the next episode so but and i feel like i need to like watch it really quick right now <laughs> um yeah uh who's your favorite and least favorite performance in this episode my favorite was babette because i just think she's a riot every time she's on screen mm-hmm. um and just that she just like she doesn't even care like it's inappropriate for her just to like show up at somebody's house. She's like, I'm here, you know? So, so yeah. whatever. Um, and then worse was Christopher and also Paris. I thought Paris's thing was way over the top. And the way she was treating that poor girl and the mother, um, it was really horrible. Yeah. I felt really uncomfortable with that scene. But what about you? Uh, Lorelai was probably the worst for me. I mean, I don't know. She's just very unlikable in this. And... Mm-hmm. I, I understand maybe they were going for her making bad decisions, but, like, you can still make bad decisions and be likable, I think. Mm-hmm. And in this, mm-hmm. like, I didn't root for her. I was, like, actually more actively upset with her. So. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just not true to the character. It's just pretty horrible. Yeah. Um, and then best... Oh, there wasn't that many, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of who I didn't actively dislike in this episode. Um, I guess Luke. Luke Luke was just a constant. And I kind of felt like, I don't know, he didn't say much, but there's a lot going on with his face. Like, especially when she tells uh, him that she slept with Christopher, which 
I kind of wish there was a little bit of dialogue because, like, he last season he was like really trepidous about Christopher and all this, and like he was kind of right. Like, I don't know. I kind of wanted a little bit more of him being like, "I knew it" or something like that, but not. Really. I think his face kind of said, "I knew it," or like, "This doesn't surprise me." Yeah. But the look of hurt I thought was really good, and it's, and you know, Luke isn't one of many words except like when somebody drives through a store. Yeah. Deli, but um but i thought it was really well played that he was just speechless yeah um maybe a little bit of shock too yeah i think so i mean i think he probably wasn't too surprised because you know i think he kind of thought this might have happened but same time too i think he probably maybe is also like why christopher egg yeah <laughs> i think it's the audience reaction we're all like why christopher right um okay uh favorite reference from this episode um i i thought this kind of interesting this is the first queen song i think they played in gilmore girls i just like that that and it's a character singing it yeah i think it was was it um i think it was sookie singing it after she did the arm wrestling i thought that was kind of funny how she did the arm wrestling with um mm -hmm. michelle and then you know, basically killed him at it but um and then, and then Michelle's whole thing of going on about how, you know, if his arm ever heals or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just liked her singing We Are the Champions. I think that's kind of cute. It was great. And the way she sung it, too, yeah. was pretty funny, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just shows her comedic chops, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we were trying to figure out what was the thing with the rocket. And uh ends up it's a mm -hmm. reference to a Twilight Zone episode. Um... Which kind of makes sense for him because he's not really outward with his feelings, right? So he he sends something that's kind of a cryptic that means a lot to him. So it probably was a significant moment to him because he's basically saying it's true love. But to her, she just it just kind of like didn't register. I think that's always interesting relationships that there's a pivotal moment for one person the other person doesn't even remember. Well, it's interesting too because in the long morrow, uh, the astronauts going on like a decades long mission um but before going on the mission he meets a woman and falls in love so i think there were some parallels there between uh him going on a decades long mission and logan going away to london for a while and meeting a right. woman he falls in love with so i, I kind of see the parallels but it, it kind of really played it out and didn't really explain it that mm -hmm. well like I, as a reference, I think it was okay, but also so I'm like, I think for most people, they'd probably be like, I don't, I don't get this. Like, yeah. I can't, I'm a Twilight Zone fan, so I thought of, I, I actually didn't really remember that episode, yeah. but um, but I kind of liked it because it was a Twilight Zone reference, but that was about it. But I could see people that aren't in Twilight Zone or just haven't really watched it would be like, huh? Well, it's also it seemed like, like a big, a big tee up for not much. Yeah. Well, I think with the thing with the Twilight Zone too is because each episode is different. It's kind of hard to like pinpoint each episode. Like if you're making a reference to The Office, mm -hmm. like that show was, you know, had its storylines going on forever. It's easy to pinpoint a reference to The Office right. or something like that. But like right. a specific episode of an anthology series, like it's a little bit of a harder stretch, I think. To... I mean, maybe that guy was a Twilight Zone fan, so he wanted to give a shout out to them. But yeah. Yeah. But it's pretty obscure. 100 percent yeah um okay uh favorite quote from this episode did you have a favorite quote I like the third stage of grief is making piles 
I like that one. What about you? Uh, let's see. Um, there was one that I really liked with um, Luke. Like he was just going off about uh, to Lorelai about the car crashing into the diner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you could tell he was just letting loose. And but he said like something like. I don't know. I was waiting for, and I don't know what I was scared of, but I'm not. I'm not scared, and I'm not waiting. I'm here. I just thought it was great. Like he's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm here. Like I'm here for you." Right. But. Right. Falls on deaf ears. So. Right, and I wonder. You know, even if she didn't sleep with Christopher, do you think she would have turned him away? I feel like she'd already made that decision. I have an interesting theory about Lorelai, in that. I think she doesn't like to go along with expectations of her. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I I think she looks at what people expect her to do, what people think she will do, and she kind of goes in the opposite direction of that. And I think when it comes to something like this, like, that kind of mentality, that kind of way of thinking, it doesn't work because you're essentially doing something that's hurtful to somebody else. And like, I, I don't know. It's just interesting that she doesn't seem to recognize that. Like she does these things that like, I think in her mind, she's like, well, I'm not going to do what's expected of me, but she has no, there's like inner rebellious child kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of. And like, we've seen that with Emily. We've seen that with Richard. Mm -hmm. We've even seen that with Rory sometimes. And I think, she she likes to sort of just be like, no, I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. subvert your expectations. Um, yeah. But you've got a case like this. She where she, herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like in the case like this, like she's she's hurting Luke in a major way, like not just her herself, but like she's hurting Luke in a pretty right. big way. So and again, she didn't have to mention that. Like she was already out of the relationship. So there really wasn't a need to do that other than to hurt him. Or yeah. she felt guilt, you know, um, and, you know, trying to absolve yourself of guilt by saying something to someone that hurts them is a really selfish act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's your guilt. That's for you to deal with. If you're already out of a relationship with someone, then you don't really need to share that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except only to hurt them. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, just trying to think of what else there is. Like, I don't know. I just that gets more into the psych stuff, I guess. But yeah, I just wanted mm-hmm. to mention. Like, I don't know. It just feels like Lorelai doesn't quite uh, know how to, you know, I think keep her needs in check, but also mm-hmm. keep other people's needs respected at the same time too. Right. Right. Um, behind the scenes trivia for this episode. Um. So yeah, this was the first episode to air on the CW. So that was the big thing back Did then. You? Yeah, mm-hmm. obviously now it still is the CW. It hasn't changed, but yeah, back then, mm-hmm. I don't think people even remember WBTV. But that was the thing back in the day. I do because I was I'm older than you. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there you go. Um. Uh, oh, when Rory visits Lorelai. At the end, Lorelai says the prodigal daughter returns, which was a early episode title. So, oh yeah, that's right. I was trying yeah. to figure out where you heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. 
yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Not really that exciting stuff, to be honest. So, okay. Um, yeah, any mental health stuff to mention? Yeah, it seems like Rory rebels when she feels like somebody's been put over her. Mm. Um, somebody's been valued over her that she interprets it to be. And it seems like she acts out when that happens. I've noticed that pattern with her. Um, also, there's this is really kind of typical of Christopher. He's got a, a collage of pictures of Gigi, but you see none of Rory. So yeah. there's like nine pictures of, or six or something on the wall. None of Rory. I'm thinking Lorelai must have felt some kind of way about that, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you would think that that would reiterate for her how he hasn't been in her life, but apparently she, like, pushed that aside or was good with that or something. It just seemed odd. Um, and, you know, Paris being truthful about the relationship with Logan, but also being mean about it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, you know, and also why is Paris allowed to run a business out of the Yale Daily News offices? <laughs> like, it seems, it like, that was where it was really stretching it for me. And, it's, and she has such poor boundaries anyway. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, you know, she's... And Rory has power, poor boundaries. And she's like, she's the editor of the paper. And she just blows this off. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. Um, and... And Sookie, like, almost encourages the, you know, the fighting. She's like, fighting's okay. You should do fighting. Arguing is different than fighting. Arguing is when you bring up something that you disagree with your partner about. And in a healthy relationship you have you kind of hash out your know, discussion about it you come to some conclusion you agree to disagree a fight is when you bring up old stuff when you call each other names and mm -hmm. and it seemed like uh that Suki was normalizing that which was unfortunate um and i i feel like in the end she listened to lorelei but she was really not listening at all and i think sometimes one of the best things we can do for people is just listen mm -hmm. and not judge and that can be really difficult sometimes, but I think that if if Suki has slowed down, listened, I think that would have really helped, you know, their friendship, um, because it was it seemed like it was really stressing Lorelai out that Suki kept going into you know why didn't you fight? If people fight, it's okay. So and no, it's not healthy to have fights like that. Um, I really like the analogy of you know her letting go of the bumper because holding on the bumper of Luke's car was hurting her. Mm. Because you, one of the ways that you know, people ask me you know, if I should break up with somebody or not, um, and and usually my answer is you know when the pain of being with them is greater than the pain of letting them go, um, and I think that that's exactly what Lorelai was saying, that she was letting go of the bumper because being with Luke was hurting her more than letting letting go. Um, that's about it. Perfect. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I think it's time to rate this episode. Um, Give it a six. What do you think? Uh, I'm debating. Do I go lower than a six? Because I don't think it's more sure. than a six. I, I definitely think that a six. Um, a six is gracious for me on this one. I think, but um, yeah. I think the problem with this is this is the first episode without Amy Sherman Palladino and it shows um yeah yeah like the pacing's off the characters don't really the understand their own emotions um mm -hmm. like none of I what happened I could kind of reinvent it 
kind of. Kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, also, this is, like, season seven. Like, it's, a, like, you can't really forego stuff. They, like, it even seems like there's mm-hmm. points where they, they don't even address the character's, like, emotional state from previous seasons or episodes. Right, right. Um, the town hijinks, like, Kirk crashing the car. Uh, that was that was all right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I just, for, it, it's trying way too hard to sort of be, be interesting and be kind of, back, kind of. Yeah. And it's like Gilmore girls was never trying hard to be interesting. Like, it's just, here's mm-hmm. a mother and a daughter and the people in her town ta- and their town. Right, and right. yeah, it's, it's, right. it's, it's, it's rough. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I would even give this probably like, a two out of ten. I don't know. I really oh, didn't like this episode. I actually kind of agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's really bad. Like, borderline unwatchable at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. This went incredibly slow for me. Yes. It was. Also, wait, right, right. I hit the fast forward a few times because I was, you know, and I, I probably <laughs> missed stuff and it really didn't seem like it. No. Probably you didn't miss much. Like, I really didn't big. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's. That's it. Uh, I'm over at threeingrenders.com. I forgot to mention that in the last episode. Uh, but yeah, threeingrenders.com. You can find us almost every other day posting new content. Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com where you can uh, get her new book or pre-order it, Healing from Toxic Relationships. It's got a very striking cover. So I think yeah, they did a really good job signing it. And you can pre-order it on Amazon too. So. Yeah, so... Yeah, get or if people get it through Amazon, is that the best way to get it? Yeah, yeah, I think the website's still being updated, so because it's not out until Ju- uh, July. But if you go to Amazon, you can pre-order it. But by the time this gets published, though, maybe well, you publish the episode right away, right? So yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, you can go to the website. I mean, I there's might be a rudimentary link up there, but then you can go to Amazon. Okay, perfect. Okay. Well, until next time, everybody, bye for now. Mm